We all know that Shohei Otani is the most impactful player in this free agent class, and it's not even close. But other than Otani, in terms of regular season wins, which player who's out there, maybe in a trade, maybe as a free agent, would make the biggest impact on the Giants? You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And where we get started is continuing on with the theme of mailbag questions. This is the, this is going to be the second episode coming out today on Friday. Uh, we didn't do one yesterday on account of it being Thanksgiving. Uh, and so we're doing two today, back to back mailbags. So yeah, check out the other one if you haven't yet. And if you're coming back for the second, good for you. Thanks for being an everyday listener of the show. So jumping into the questions, the first one from SF Giants, or excuse me, SF Sports Fam, who says, other than Otani, who do you think would make the biggest impact with adding more regular season wins? And this is actually a bit of a, it's not a trick question. It's like a trick answer in that I'm going to blow your socks off, maybe, maybe, by saying Otani doesn't add the most regular season wins to me in 2024 because he's not pitching, because he had Tommy John surgery, and he's just going to be a DH. He's still going to make a heck of an impact, but when he's not pitching and he's just a DH, the impact is more or less cut in half. Approximately half his value has come from pitching and half of it has come from hitting. It doesn't have to work out that, that way, but it's kind of roughly from what I've eyeballed. I could give you exact numbers, what I've seen. But And actually a question on the mailbag question from earlier today was about how many wins does Otani add as just a hitter and how many does he add when he's a hitter and he's a pitcher? So if you want the full answer, check out. It was one of the first questions, if not the first from yesterday. I mean, earlier today. So anyway, I'm going to forget about the fact that I'm giving you the like trick answer or whatever and just say, obviously we know Otani is the most impactful player when he's also pitching and, and answer, who makes the biggest impact in terms of adding the most regular season wins other than Otani? Um, and for me, are we talking trades or are we talking free agents? Because if we're talking both, I think there's a chance that the answer is Juan Soto, uh, who, who would add the most uh, regular season wins. And I think he would 
probably add more regular season wins in 2024 than Shohei Otani, uh, but not in 2025 um, and beyond. Although Soto is really good that he ha- he could. Like, he could rival Otani. The problem with Soto is that he's kind of regressed defensively the last couple of years, and we've seen some just concerning. When I've watched him just make some really bad defensive plays and kind of the metrics line up with that. So uh, Soto definitely is a name. If we're talking trades, Mike Trout is definitely a name. But if it's the free agent market, I think that there's a reason that Yoshinobu Yamamoto, I mean, one of the reasons is that he's 25, which is exceptionally young for a frontline type starting pitcher to reach free agency. But he also has never pitched a single inning in the United States. And yet he is likely by many legitimate publications have predicted that he will get the second largest free agent contract behind Otani this offseason, uh, surpassing or at least getting close to $200 million. And so if we're talking about the free agent market, I think the answer is Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I have doubts about you know the players behind him, especially when we start looking at offensive players. I guess there's Blake Snell. If he does what he did last year and ha- you know the second half of the year before, it's hard to predict baseball. And so this is just a guess, obviously, but I'm going to say Yamamoto on the free agent class, Soto on the trade market, Soto overall, um, even beyond Otani for 2024. Uh, and again, I have questions about guys like Cody Bellinger. I have questions about guys like Matt Chapman. As much as I like the players and that they would be like kind of slam dunk upgrades, at least in terms of fan interest on the Giants, uh, I have fewer questions about a guy coming over from Japan who's never even pitched in the league. That's how much confidence, based on what I've read and watching him pitch a little bit, that I have in Yamamoto being that kind of an impact talent. Anyway, next question from Ken, who says, do you think pitching or hitting is a bigger need? And that's a good question because they're they're different. In that the pitching, I think, like, I don't want to say depth, but, like, depth at the top. They have a lot of depth, I think, with especially when you – not especially, but, like, when you think about the young pitchers that they have, Kyle Harrison, Keaton Wynn, Tristan Beck, and then there's more coming, like Hayden Birdsong and Mason Black and all these other guys are coming. Uh, they've got a lot of young pitching talent on the way. And then in the bullpen, you've got a stud closer, like and, and Logan Webb is a he finished second in Cy Young voting. So you know it's not like they had a guy who finished second in MVP voting, some young stud position player. They've got a stud young pitcher in Logan Webb. They've got a one of the best closers in the game in Camilo Duvall. And so for me, the answer is hitting uh, because there's just simply nowhere where you're getting like excellent production you're just getting like okay production across the board and that's a problem and so uh when you start thinking about who's out there uh the free agent market unfortunately is very thin on hitters and so um Shohei Otani would be obviously the biggest impact they could make 
offensively. But but just basically to answer your question, I think that offense is a bigger need, but it's a problem because the free agent market is thin. I don't want to call it weak. Any market that has Otani in it, I'm not going to say it's like a weak market. But once Otani's off the board, once Bellinger's off the board, and even Bellinger, like I said, I have my questions about, then it's like, who are we even talking about? We're talking Matt Chapman and Jung Hoo Lee. But like, once those four guys or five or whatever it was are off the board, it's like a wasteland. And so if the Giants don't end up with any of those guys, and some of them... Like I said, I have questions about, I'm not sure you want to give them the contract that they might end up getting. Then how do you upgrade the offense when I'm telling you offense is the bigger problem? And so that's where you may have to make a trade. And I've proposed the idea of like signing some starters, like go sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto and Sonny Gray and then trade from us from what would become a major surplus of arms essentially trade from Tristan Beck, Keaton Wynn, Mason Black, Hayden Birdsong, etc. Try not to trade Kyle Harrison in my opinion, but you know, if you're getting the kind of I mean I like I, I answered this on the last mailbag, I'm not trading Harrison for one year of Juan Soto unless I know I can extend him and he's a Scott Boris client and I don't think I can. And so I'm holding on to Harrison even in a in a Soto conversation because it's just one year. And then He's going to test the market as Scott Boris clients do. So anyway, coming up in just a minute, many more questions and answers, including a couple of the top position players, Jung-Hoo Lee, Cody Bellinger, which one would I prefer? Which one or would one of them alone make the Giants a wild card uh, or playoff contender? I'll give my thoughts in just a minute. And before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by our very good friends over at FanDuel score early this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on. And a little secret. It doesn't have to be your team even, but the 49ers being as good as they are and they've come out of that uh, three-game losing streak and won last night. If you had, if you, I hope you did this. Place your $5 Moneyline bet on the Niners to win last night and you would have then received $150 in bonus bets and you can still do that now for next week or for any team. Any team. Uh, so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and just so much more in any sport. It's just great. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go. We are going to get to more questions and answers. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every dayers on Monday, we are going to be hopefully breaking down some news and rumors and reports. We will be a week away from the start of the winter meetings, which is so exciting because that's when stuff really happens. And even the week leading up to the winter meetings, you, you do tend to start to see some things happen. And like I answered in the earlier mailbag, it makes sense for the Giants if they're actually going to pursue Otani, which we've heard 
from legitimate sources, not just like randos on Twitter, but like Alex Pavlovich saying they're going to go full court press on Otani. It would make sense to make some moves before, you know, signing him. I'm doing quotations because it's obviously you're going to be, you know, they're not the favorites. Nobody, the field is the favorite. Any individual team is not going to be the, the favorite. Anyway, hopefully some action for you on Monday. Otherwise, we've got a ton of mailbag questions left as well that we could get into. So, um, by the way, though, actually, Locked On, you must hear about this, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the the top sto- uh, sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. I'll be on there when the Giants uh, sign Otani. Uh, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Awesome. So anyway... Continuing on with the questions and the answers, uh, SF Sports Fam again, man, you've got three of the first four questions. I didn't even realize. Says, would you prefer Jung Hu Lee or Cody Bellinger? Would either of them alone make the Giants a playoff slash wildcard team? And so I'm going to answer this question. It's like not in a vacuum. It's more like at the contracts that they're likely to get. Now, MLB Trade Rumors, the website, blew my socks off when they said, when they put out their annual contract predictions. Uh, and for Cody Bellinger, I believe the number was 12 years, $262 million. And so that just floored me because this is a guy who had to sign a one year deal last offseason. And we're putting a lot of stock into that this year was legitimate and that he's back uh, by saying 12 years, 262. Now, that looks like an outlier prediction. Other legit websites that I trust have, you know, ESPN and the person who does those I like, Kylie, Mc- Kylie McDaniel, had something more like six or seven years, like $160 million, something like that. And even that, he said he felt uncomfortable with that number. And that's like $100 million less. And I'm more there, like where it's mid-100s as opposed to above mid-200s. And for Jung-Hoo Lee, the reports that we've, the kind of uh, predictions that are educated guesses that we've seen have been more in the realm of like $50 million, like maybe more, a little more than 50 but not 100 you know, somewhere in that range, somewhere. Uh, he's a, and so I prefer Jung Hu Lee. And both players are risky, but Bellinger is going to be risky and more expensive by a lot. And I just, I, I have concerns about Cody Bellinger and the, the two disastrous seasons that he had in LA prior to being non-tendered and then signing a one-year deal. And then this year he put up big numbers, but if you look at the under the hood stuff, it's all not nearly as good as the actual results. And that's concerning. And there are reports left and right coming out that teams are concerned about that with Cody Bellinger. And so am I, Um, especially like I'd place a bet on Cody Bellinger, you know, like I, at the right price, I would like to have Cody Bellinger, but Jung-Hoo Lee, I think 
in a way almost you more so know what you're going to get if that even is possible um excuse the chakalakas outside if you can hear them i've got these wild birds i'm in mexico for those of you who don't know and i've got wild birds going off outside anyway uh i prefer lee i just i there's it's going to be too much money for too much risk for bellinger for me personally again next question from sf sports fam who says how much money is Juan Soto going to command next winter? And so this is the $500 million question uh, that we're going to get into next winter because there's, to me, like very, very little chance that he signs an extension prior to this season, meaning he will hit the free agent market. He will be the headliner. Um, and the question everyone's going to be wondering is how much money will he get? And I think It'll somewhat depend on what does Otani end up getting this winter because that's going to set the market for like the best player in the game. And so Soto won't probably get as much as Otani, especially if Soto was good defensively, uh, like really good, then he would be maybe the best player in the game. But um, he's just going to be so young. He's going to be what, like 26 years old entering free agency. So it's like Bryce Harper. Uh, and Manny Machado of several off seasons ago. And the Giants went hard after Bryce Harper. And a lot of it had to do with his age. Um, and so what is the actual number going to be? Well, let's just start with the fact that he turned down, what was it? $440 million from the Nationals uh, before they ultimately decided, hey, if we can't extend him for that price, then we're going to trade him. And that's exactly what they did, even though he had two and a half years of team control. So it was this crazy situation that unfolded and that's how he got traded. But now the Padres are in kind of a bad situation in a way because his trade value has gone down a lot, not because he's gotten a lot worse, but because at the time when they acquired him, they got two and a half years of him. Whereas now any team who gets him only gets one year of him. And that's just a night and day difference. We're talking about three postseason runs versus one. And it's a huge difference in what teams will pay for that difference. And so that's irrelevant because you're asking about what kind of contract would he get. But what I'm saying is, yeah, I kind of went off the rails. I apologize. I know I do that sometimes, but he turned down 440 million. I forget how many years it was. If you look at last, and again, it, it, it wasn't maybe exactly 440 million, but it was in that neighborhood. But since that time, like I said at the time, you can go back and check the tape. I thought it was a very fair contract offer. I mean, it would have been like the biggest in, in the history of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely, I mean, Mike Trout signed a mega extension. There has not been a free agent contract that's come anywhere close to that. Mike Trout had a $426.5 million extension over 12 years. And for Soto, it might have been like 13 or 14 years, 440-ish million dollars. And honestly, I don't see that. I think that that was fair-ish and... I see him getting something roughly equivalent to that. Now, a few years will have passed, and so inflation will have happened, and so maybe it's a little bit more. But, you know, Otani, we're talking about people coming in with projections of a contract of $520 million. Look, 
here's the other thing though, is that Soto's going to be so young. And we saw last off season teams gave out like super long term deals to players who were already like 30 just to lower the average annual value. Like the Giants offering and getting the acceptance from Carlos Correa on a 13 year deal, for example, entering his age 28 season. Imagine Soto entering age 26, maybe a 15 year deal. Uh, so uh, he's going to command a lot. Like long, long answer short, Juan Soto is going to get somewhere above 400 million and somewhere below 600 million, probably. Um, but the fact that he's so young, it actually like it changes the equation. It's not just apples to apples with Otani because Otani's I think he's going to turn 30 next season and Soto would be 26, I believe for like all of the, of that season of his first, all of the first year of a potential contract meeting 2025. I don't have his birthday pulled up, but it's something like that. So he's going to command a lot. Long story short. Anyway, coming up momentarily, we're going to get to more questions and answers, including, Hey, what about Jock Peterson? Is this guy coming back? And is Lars Newt bar, the guy who's got the best name in baseball. Is he a fit uh, in a trade? Uh, we'll get into those questions and more in just a minute. And before we do. All right. As promised, more questions and answers. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday. Hopefully some stuff happens. I don't know. Go Like I said, if you want to go get Otani, first go get some other pieces to make yourselves more attractive. It makes all the sense in the world. I don't like this tiptoeing around. Just be aggressive and go get your guys. So hopefully that's what we're talking about on Monday. But if not, we've got a bunch of mailbag questions. And if there's some other significant signings, we can break those down and see how they impact the Giants. So just always a lot to get into every day on this daily show. So anyway, continuing on with the questions, S. FG.visuals says chances of Jock Peterson coming back. And so, like, do you want me to give an exact percentage or just kind of give a qualitative answer? Basically, the chances are slim, I think, because I discussed this on the earlier mailbag, but they've already got a logjam of position players, but like, not great ones, but not terrible ones. You've just got a log jam of like mediocre position players. And it kind of funnels down to the DH spot. When you start talking about there's crowding in the outfield, there's crowding of third baseman in a way, like, especially if you acquire like sign a Matt Chapman or something, then it, it creates crowding at first base with Wilmer Flores and JD Davis. And then you're like, okay, well one platoons with Wade and one is the DH. But then I'm talking about, you got to funnel some of your outfielders into that DH spot. When you're talking about Michael Conforto opting in and Mitch Hanniger being back. And then you've got Yastrzemski and you've got Slater and you've got young players like Matos and Fitzgerald. And so uh, basically, and, and, and they're, you know, like I've said, uh, going to attempt to to sign Shohei Otani seemingly in the same way they made a legitimate effort to sign Aaron Judge. I, I think they're going to do the same thing with Otani, who's going to be purely a DH. And so 
if Jock were to come back, I mean, I would put the chances at less than, certainly less than 10% and probably less than 5%. I think that ship has sailed. Thank you for your service. But I just don't, I just don't see him coming back. And I don't see any reason to get too much more into it than that. Um, there's just not room. And he's a platoon DH. It's just a limited, such a limited profile and they've got a log jam. So it's just, I don't see it happening. Brian says, is the guy with the best baseball name ever, Lars Newtbar, available and a fit? Apologies if this is answered in the last 10 minutes of today's podcast from Wednesday. I'm almost done. I don't think I specifically mentioned him. I might have mentioned his name, but I'm not sure I talked about him. And essentially, you know, I just, I tend to think everyone's available for the right price, but essentially the Cardinals have made it clear that uh, Lars Newtbar has edged out other guys and made other guys available like Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson and that Newtbar is like their guy. And so I, he's definitely a fit, love Lars Newtbar, um, really a fan personality-wise. Friends with Otani played on Team Japan in the WBC um, I don't know about friends, but they seem to enjoy playing together to get on Team Japan and the WBC. But I don't, I ultimately just think there are so many other players that the Cardinals have and can trade, and their incentive to move Newtbar is low, and that he's, he's just probably not available. Next question from Ken, who says, Who are perfect starting pitching options other than Yoshinobu? Yamamoto. And for this, I meant to have the MLB trade rumors top, uh, top 50 free agents with predictions list pulled up. And now I do have it pulled up. And so, yeah, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, I think you know at this point, if you've been following the show, is to me probably the best pitcher available. Maybe it's not even close. Uh, and then beyond that, when we look at where does MLB trade rumors rank the the next tier or, or just the rest of the pitchers, they've got Blake Snell next. And I have discussed at length how, first of all, I'm, I'm a fan. Like Blake Snell is a front of the rotation arm, but the problem is he's really struck. He really struggles with command and he doesn't pitch deep into games because his pitch count is always really high. We saw that at times from Carlos Rodon. Remember that's like Blake Snell all the time, except Rodon, even with that, he didn't, walk many people he just sometimes had an issue where he was getting a lot of foul balls but with Snell it's just like he throws a zillion pitches and like barely gets through five innings but lately the last year and a half I mean he just won his second Cy Young award and so would I be upset if Blake Snell was on the Giants not one bit but uh to me he's not when you say the perfect what did, how did you phrase this the perfect starting pitching options who are the perfect starting pitching options so Snell's in that list but I'd have him like a tier below maybe some of the other guys I'm about to name Aaron Nola already signed with the Phillies re-signed with the Phillies Jordan Montgomery is named here and I'd have Snell ahead of Jordan Montgomery um this this money that they're projecting for Montgomery I just think is kind of out of line uh and at 150 million dollars and so it honestly it might be snell um jordan montgomery i think maybe i'm sleeping maybe i'm underrating him 
Last year, I was underrating Carlos Correa, and somebody called me out on it, and I did a deeper dive, and I was like, yeah, you're, you know what? You're right. He's like the perfect fit. Yeah, Montgomery's going to be 31 in December, and I don't know. He's Yeah, you look at the strikeout rates. The last two years combined, we're talking about a strikeout rate of 21.6%. Uh, which is below league average. He's not a ground ball pitcher. He does it by kind of inducing weak contact. He has put up a 3-3-4 ERA over those last two seasons. In his career, a 3-6-8 ERA. So he's just been an effective pitcher, but he's not the kind of guy personally that I want to give $150 million to. So moving on, um, the next pitcher on the list, starting pitcher, Sonny Gray. Honestly, he might be, for me, like when we talk about the perfect type of fit, he might be that guy. Because the only reason the prediction of the contract is for four years, $90 million, it's like, oh, well, he must not be as good. Well, actually, he might be as good, if not better, than like most of the guys ahead of him. He also, like Gosman, who we talked about last episode, had a top three Cy Young finished in 2023, 2.79 ERA, 2.83 fielding independent pitching, 3.69 expected fielding independent pitching. Strikeout rate better than Jordan Montgomery. That just the one thing he made every start. It seems like, uh, well, he must not have pitched very deep into games himself. He made 32 starts, 184 innings. They probably were just taking care of him because he's on the older side. He is 34, like I said. Um, older side for a professional athlete or a professional baseball player. But, you know, Bay Area ties played under Bob Melvin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I like, I like the fit a lot with Sonny Gray, not as like the marquee addition of your off season, but due to his age, you're going to get, you know, four years, 90 million. I think it would be a worthwhile kind of investment. And then you also go out and get, Yoshinobu Yamamoto and then all of a sudden your rotation is just sick and then you can trade some young pitching like I said for some hitting if you don't end up getting some of the huge you know if you don't get Otani or whatever which of course most people would reasonably think that they won't but you know it's it's just until he signs elsewhere it's a possibility so for me I guess I'm I'm probably going like Sonny Gray as like the best fit Yamamoto for me though is that number one fit but you did say besides Yamamoto and just continuing there's another guy out of Japan Shoto Shoto Imanaga who is very intriguing as well Eduardo Rodriguez I like this kind of second tier I like this second tier of Gray Imanaga Imanaga and Eduardo Rodriguez uh and that's possibly where the second tier of starting pitchers ends yes it is so yeah i like all of those guys um and there's a lot of risk with snell and that contract prediction is like 200 million and so just go get yamamoto and get one of those second tier guys as well 
call it a day with the pitching side and then deal with offense, whether signing somebody or making a trade now that you've made your rotation so good. That's my opinion. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day is on Monday, hopefully news. We'll see, if not more mailbag questions. And, you know, if there's baseball news in general, we'll get into that as well. So once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like the show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance. And thanks to everyone who's done so already. By the way, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Anyway, thank you so much again for listening today. If it's your second listen of the day, awesome. Good for you. Thank you so much. And until then, have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. You are now Locked on Giants.